Hello, everybody. It is Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News, and we've got a lot to get to on today's Friday, September 8th podcast of Bachelor Rush Hour. All right, I've got some entertainment news in the non-Bachelor world. I've got some Bachelor news, just a cornucopia of content. That's right. Buck up, folks. We've got Mari Pepin uh, exposing a Reddit troll. I'll play what she had to say. We have Caitlin Bristow interviewing new power couple Dotin and charity and some are already counting down the days till they break up i'm not i think they're perfectly happy but you know how some folks are just building up that jenga building to knock it down and then i've got a update on celebrity ex couple joe jonas sophie turner the he said she said of it all we'll have that update uh country music zach bryant uh rested we'll have his story and so much more why don't we jump into it right now on this friday afternoon for you maybe you're listening in the morning if you got lucky appreciate everyone who's stuck with us numbers are through the roof time and by the way i'm back east as they like to say why do they call it back east i'm front east here in new england in the beautiful state of rhode island smallest state in the country largest amount of coffee milk that's right known for its coffee milk and ice cold newport creamery ice cream have an awful awful folks if you don't know you don't know Uh, but i'm here for my brother's wedding i will be crying And I will be in the bridal party. And I don't think it's embarrassing when you cry in the bridal party. It just sucks when I end up crying more than the actual people getting married. Uh, I didn't cry at my own wedding, but we got married on the beach. And my thought was it was so windy that the wind actually evaporated my tears. That's my thought. Uh, but, But either way, very excited for my brother who's 12 years younger than me. Uh, to get married. And I tell you what, it is going to be a blast of a weekend. I'll have the full update for you guys on Monday. But in the meantime, there's nothing, there is nothing like coming home to family. Right, folks? Oh, boy. That, what do you do again? And that's Dave. He makes YouTube video. You know what I mean? You know, you know, you ever have your mom be your hype man? There's nothing worse than a mother hype man because she'll like, she'll like uh, brush up your resume. You know, when I got fired, she was like, he got laid off. It's like, no, ma, I got fired. And I was like, he works for Google. No, mom, I don't work for Google. I make YouTube videos. He's a freelance videographer for Google. No, I'm a content creator, ma. Come on. Um, either way, let's get right into it. Uh, speaking of relationships that no longer have made it to the finish line, uh, we've got Danielle Maltby and Michael Elio. Uh, uh, Is that how you pronounce it? So I got the whole video on YouTube. I'm not going to rip the video and share it with you. I'm just going to say this. Uh, it didn't work out for them. They have not posted a breakup, but clearly, I don't think this is breaking news, but clearly they are no longer together. We made a video a couple days ago that Danielle has deleted all aspects of her relationship from Instagram. If that don't make it official, I don't know what does. And now she posted this. She And again, if you really want the full aired out version of me having a blast, living my best life, go check it out on YouTube. But this is what she posted in my best Danielle female impression. Celebrating my female friendships, currently leaning into my femininity, things that make me feel soft, things that make me feel beautiful, things that make me create, feel comfort, reexamining things that inspire and ignite me. 
Let me tell you something. You don't lean into your femininity unless you've leaned out of your relationship. Now, could you be leaning into your femininity while in a relationship? Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. You could. But of course, these are the posts which I I love. These are the hot girl summer posts. These are the recently single feel. And I'm, and I'm projecting here feeling a little dumb because I moved to a new state for a man. Let me tell you something. No offense to our friends in the great state of Ohio. But you don't move there for anything other than a business opportunity or relationship. Either you move there because you're getting laid by someone who lives there, or you move there to make money so you can afford to get laid by somebody who lives there. No one's like, well, you know, New York City's been great, but I want to see what's going on in Cleveland, Ohio. You know what I mean? No one's ever like, well, I love the beautiful nightlife culture of Miami, Florida, but what's going on in Cincinnati? No, no, don't get me wrong. My wife is from outside Cincinnati in Northern Kentucky, and Ohio is a great state. We're having fun, folks. But either way, if this is as close as we get to a breakup, that's what it is. We'll see what they give us. And in other breakup news, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner have had the he said, she said. People are calling it misogynist, the breakup, because everyone's blaming her. Of course, Sophie Turner has two young children with Joe Jonas. They're broken up. He's out being a quote-unquote rock star with two other Jonas brothers. And um, here's the title by TMZ. I think the title speaks for itself. Elvis who married them, shocked by divorce, thought union would last. That's right. They got married. What's the, let me ask you guys this. What's got a higher success rate, do you think? Uh, Marriages in Bachelor Nation or marriages in Las Vegas? I hate to say it, but I feel like you have higher odds of staying married if you got married in Las Vegas, specifically by an Elvis impersonator. One who, by the way, if you looked, if you were watching this on Patreon, uh, does not look like Elvis at all. It's it's like, you don't look like skinny Elvis. You don't look like fat Elvis. You look like Elvis got stung by a bee. That's what you, and uh, if you guys want to watch the visuals I'm talking about, we are recording this podcast and sharing the video version on Patreon at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. So yeah, not a nice and smooth breakup. This is what PR companies avoid happening, which is an ugly divorce because when it's pleasant, it doesn't cost much money. You know, you do your split, whatever, they're both breadwinners. But when he gets divorced, it's like, all right, I want all the plants you grew. You know, then you start, you do like, you start holding the other person's stuff hostage. I want the cactus and I'm not going to water it. You know what I mean? That's how life works out. All right. Well, we're going to get to happy couples because there still are happy couples in Bachelor Nation. Speaking of you, Charity and Don being interviewed by Caitlin Bristow, no longer in a relationship, single girl, maybe, how about that? Caitlin Bristow and Danielle, hot girl summer. I'm all about it. We'll have this story after a quick word from our sponsors. All right, we're back, and we've got Charity and Daunton on Caitlin Bristow's podcast. This is a uh, this is a podcast exclusive I'm going to share with you. Grape Therapy, Getting Real with Charity and Daunton. Here's what Charity and Daunton had to say about the recent fame and success that they found uh, you know, in the publicity tour post-engagement. Have a listen. Jarring, because Bachelor Nation is a passionate bunch and you know they they either root for you or root against you and they want to see you hit the top and they want to see you fall to the bottom and it's just this whirlwind and roller coaster so what is the most shocking thing that you have experienced through this whole journey if you will yeah um so like obviously coming off the show like i didn't like i said obviously didn't know much about it so bachelor nation didn't know besides the barbie group date and like seeing what they're like now i got yeah, a Ooh, okay. Yeah. It's spicy. 
spicy <laughs> group. Um, so I got a little taste, but coming off, I'm someone who like, I like to learn things and understand like the realm of how things go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we, we've been lucky that there's been so much support, right? So even though I'm on social media and I'm, I'm like interested in it, like mm-hmm. I feel like I have decent resolve to like kind of know what's bullshit and not. So like the yeah. truth is as much as I love the support, like I think it all comes from the same place, right? The love and the hate. So you have to just take it all and just be like, yeah. whatever, right? Mm-hmm. This is what matters. Um, but we have just been lucky that it's been so much support. And so like, Aww. it's overwhelmingly positive. So for me, it's been really easy to focus on that. There hasn't been much negative, but I will say that one thing that has been surprising is that like, you know, obviously we have like this black love. And so like, you would think that African Americans and black people would be for us. But what I found out is like a lot of the hate comes from within. Mm-hmm. It's actually no. so crazy and that's like been the, the saddest part about all this and you see all these yeah. like african-american women and they're like nah she should have picked joe and i'm like this is the craziest thing <laughs> that yeah. came i know it's so of course after he makes this podcast there are people online that were saying how is he throwing us under the bus you know of course i'm not speaking on behalf of the african-american women that's what was said online and I don't have all of the specifics because it's not a story I'm too familiar with, but he posted a song lyric about, uh, you know, that had someone that was canceled that's in the rap community and and it was an anti, it was seen as an anti-black women uh, agenda. Again, I'm not speaking towards it with any sort of certainty because it's way more complicated than that, but it would probably be the main reason why he got a lot of hate and that conversation probably has more nuance than just saying uh, a lot of people in the black community don't like our relationship. But again, you know, uh, there's going to be a lot of hate in the bachelor community, which is too bad because in the end, I think we should root on love. I think that's why we watch the show to root on love and root on their relationship. Actually, so it's it's what I least ever expected. Like I knew there was going to be like obviously there's always haters, so it's like, but to have yeah. it from your own, it be your own, and so it was just that's been so shocking, and it's just like such a um, eye opener into like the state uh, and like how not to get too serious. Like I'm not trying to use this. Well, no, you can get serious. But um, it is an interesting like experiment to like how racism works, and like it, like you see all these women who like have this mindset and they they're putting themselves in her shoes and they want to be. It's just so crazy. That's, ex- be, that's, that's exactly what it is. Go to back to school. Hey, I love the passion. I love the passion, and and it is true. I just think I think. I obviously don't know how to relate to that, of course, but my perspective is the editing. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. will make you look like they have to. It's it's part of the show. It's part of the mm-hmm. format. It's part. Of, I say this all the time to bachelor couples. It's like if you just know in your true self and your gut and your heart and your brain that you are compatible people and that you somehow had to meet on this weird ass show that makes you fall in love with other people that that's just how it works and that mm-hmm. your foundation really does start after if you c- continue to have that mindset it will it will be all be okay and 
you know, you two probably, from what we see on TV and from what I know of charity, and you two have such good communication skills and you're able to like kind of remove yourself from the noise and be like, okay, what matters? How do we yeah. talk through this? Um, you know, it's very tough because if you're watching this with me on the Patreon, you can see the video of Charity smiling through Dotton as he shared what he was thinking. And we don't know if she agreed with him or disagreed or maybe knew that it was a heavy conversation that shouldn't be had right now because it's tough to talk about the dynamics that they must face because they're in uncharted waters. Like they're getting hate. Is Are they getting hate because they're the lead? Or I'm sorry, is Dotson getting hate because people wanted Joey or is he getting hate because it's racist? And again, I can't parse through that and it must be very hard for them to be able to separate from the two because that's the show. And as Caitlin says, they give you a tough edit. They probably made it look like Joey had a better chance because they want it to be, they want people to be heartbroken for Joey because he's the next bachelor. They're going to release Danton off to charity and they're going to either succeed or not succeed, but the show goes on and it leaves some collateral damage. Will charity and Danton survive that collateral damage? Statistically, the answer would be no because it doesn't work out often, but every once in a while it does. And we'll have to see how that goes. Now, I'm getting so many nice comments from my Patreon right now as I record this. I'm, you know, I'm just crushing it with Dunkin' Donuts. I've got my um, uh, dress for my dress rehearsal, my wedding rehearsal, whatever it's called, you know, a chance to get drunk with my relatives tonight. Uh, so I've got to go get ready for that and get my hair cut and all that jazz. Commenters are already saying, Dave, your hair looks horrible. And it's like, I get it. It's the New England humidity. It's it's the it's the windblown hair. I totally understand. Um, but I forgot to mention on the YouTube video that I did Courtney Robertson's podcast podcast and it was such a good chat it was so much and it's hard to have a good conversation via zoom you know online you know i prefer to be in person but of course she lives in arizona and it was just such a good chat i saw some comments from people saying that they liked uh karen said loved your interview with courtney i think it's cool that you are both each other's biggest fans i mean yeah courtney robertson she's a bombshell she's she's a an original bachelor legend so when i met her at reality steve's event in vegas yeah i was like oh my gosh just to think that courtney knows my name it's like whoa if you want to hear that full conversation we had a good 90 minute chat please go check out courtney robertson's podcast after reality on uh, on any podcast now you just search dave neal and search courtney robertson and it'll pop up bruce with a nice comment says dave's ability to just crush a podcast awesome uh, podcast is awesome inspiring oh thanks bruce i appreciate that i'm sure there's some podcasts that i've bombed out there i've got a couple lined up on the way i'll be doing soon so just stay uh, ready for those so in some non-Bachelor news, Jimmy Fallon apologized to the Tonight Show staff after a bombshell report. There was a little bit of a smear campaign by Rolling Stone, which always had good journalism, but I can point to several instances where they've had to retract stories in recent years. So I don't know if it was a fair uh, uh, depiction of life around The Tonight Show, but in the story, Too Long Didn't Read, I'll tell you, it was a bunch of uh, past people that worked on the tonight show that said it was very tough working for Jimmy Fallon. And my thought is, is it tough because Jimmy Fallon is especially difficult or is it tough because it's a hard show to do daily to make funny content on the fly? You know, I don't, I don't really know folks, but Jimmy Fallon has offered a mea culpa to his staff after a report highlighted a pretty glum atmosphere. He said, I'm sorry if I embarrassed you. I never set out to create that type of atmosphere at the show. I think sometimes I'm working with the best of the best. You guys, 
guys are the top of the game, he told staff, according to someone on the call. He had admitted to have done embarrassing things in the past. I want this show to be fun. It should be inclusive for everybody. It should be funny. It should be the best show, the best people. I just wanted to say, I miss you guys. So that was his response, and we'll have to see. Obviously, they're on strike with the Writers Guild strike, so no shows happening right now. And here's a big story to get to. Justice has seemingly prevailed um, for the victim of that 70s, uh, that 70s show star, Danny Masterson. He is monitored for signs of mental distress in under 24-hour surveillance in jail. This after his guilty verdict for a for rape and he has to receive 30 years in prison. Danny Masterson is being kept under constant surveillance behind bars just in case he starts to show any signs of mental distress after being sentenced to 30 years in prison. The That 70s Show star is in jail as he awaits a transfer to a California state prison where he'll serve out the 30-year sentence for his rape conviction. Law enforcement sources tell TMZ Danny... So, uh, he is a Scientologist member, and Scientology has been accused in the past uh, of hiding egregious behavior, illegal behavior, uh, so much so that the the head of Scientology, David Miscavige, no one's even seen his wife for like over a decade. So a lot of people are saying now that they got justice for his victims here, which must have been compelling evidence for them to, uh, you know, convict him uh now that they've got that uh locked down will shelly miss miss i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right will she get the justice and find out where the hell she is very sketchy things that go on in the scientology world obviously they are considered a church they do not pay taxes it is wild stuff we see them all the time in hollywood you, you can drive by and go that's a scientologist you can tell they dress like men in black and they try to get you to do their e-meters which basically their whole business model is for self-improvement improvement so some aspects of it pull from normal psychology and are probably quite pleasant but then other aspects of it of course they try to get you to confess all your sins and then when it's time to leave they try to get you to excommunicate from your family you know typical cult type stuff all right in other news in other cult news uh the cult of country music zach bryan arrested in oklahoma he got arrested in Oklahoma, TMZ has learned. The country music star was arrested Thursday in Venita, Oklahoma, and booked on an obstruction of investigation charge. What the hell does that mean? TMZ obtained Zach's mugshot, which, by the way, it looks like it could be a Tinder shot. He's, it's a good-looking mugshot there, which was taken at Craig County Jail, and he's mostly without an expression. No one knows what led to his arrest, but on Instagram, he posted, On the road again! Gonna go see the birds win! Which, I guess, birds mean the Philadelphia Eagles. Fly, birds, fly! We'll have to see if he flew under the radar of police. Uh, maybe he uh, failed. To, maybe he failed to take a breathalyzer. I don't know. They're all speculation. If we find out anything else from that story, we will share it with you all. All right. Here's what I have coming up: Mari roasting a Reddit troll, and then what Reality Steve had to say following some disgruntled audience members' takes on his reporting or lack of of a story. I'll have all of that after a quick word from our sponsor. All right, we're back, and we have Mari taking to TikTok to explain a gripe she has with a Reddit commenter. Have a listen. I spent an ungodly amount of time on Reddit lately, and as someone who is a topic of discussion on Reddit more than most people, it's an interesting dynamic. I've developed a pretty thick skin and have learned to not care too much about what people say, but every once in a while, there is just something that I cannot let go of. Recently, someone commented on a picture of me, asked facetiously, 
who or what does she sacrifice to get her body or something like that. Someone responded to that. It makes me so angry. This is what they said. As someone who and and what she pointed to was food. So someone said, "What did she What did she sacrifice with her body to make her look so good?" And someone's response was simply food. Maybe a funny joke, but either way, Mari, like everyone else, has the ability to read these things. They are very hurtful and obviously triggering enough for her to make this TikTok. Has previously struggled with disordered eating in the past, and I've never said that or talked about that publicly. But this, not only is that like really gross and wrong to ever say or imply about somebody, it can be so damaging. In honor of that false, egregious comment, I'm gonna share some of the things that I do sacrifice to obtain the body that I have. I sacrifice about an hour or so of my day, five days a week, and I do spin classes. Depending on which class I sign up for, I sacrifice sleep sometimes even on the weekends. I sacrifice getting hangovers, AKA drinking too much alcohol. I sacrifice a little bit of comfort because working out, going to the gym, sweating, elevating your heartbeat, it's not comfortable. But most importantly, I have sacrificed and let go of ever feeling inadequate, ever feeling like I'm not doing good enough, ever feeling like I need to cut corners or take drastic measures to achieve my goals, and I'm thriving. So there she is. Mari says she is thriving. And it's a difficult conversation to have because when do you respond to trolls? When do you not? It can be very tough because the comment, like most negative or passive aggressive comments, they're not extremely damning. But over time, as you keep getting them, it becomes quite annoying, especially when you're mischaracterized by people that have never met you before. Now, I'm off here with my family enjoying good wedding times, but you know I'm considered, just like most people in my family, to be a, a, a good member of the family, a nice guy. I try my best. I think everyone can agree. I give most people the credit that they're trying the best. I always say we're trying the best with the information we have. And yet the internet has become such a home for snark and such a home for assuming the worst in people. So Reality Steve responded, and I have not listened to this yet today, so I'm just going to play what he had to say. It's on his podcast, Daily Roundup, the Reality Steve podcast from September 8th. So what I love about Steve is he does his podcast first thing in the morning and I do mine in the afternoon. So we're giving you like a back end, you know, bookend, I should say, dose of Steve and Dave. Uh, The Steve and Dave show, the show nobody asked for, literally no one's asked for it. Um, But either way, here's what he had to say regarding um, a story which he decided not to share. And I'll, I'll just tell you this. There's a story that's completely public. It can be looked up about someone who lost their life um, after battling mental health. They, they, they took their life, and they were someone who had previously dated a bachelor alumni. So it's not someone who's directly involved in the bachelor universe, just adjacent. Well, Reality Steve was, and, and you might say, he sh- you, you could say this, and you could say the same thing about me, that he shouldn't have teased the story but at the same time, that's what he does. He talks about stories that are coming and he said, oh, there's a big story coming up. I'm waiting for the details. I'm waiting for it to break. And because of that, because he shared his thoughts on something, uh, you know, Reddit had a field day and decided to talk about it and speculate. And I responded on Reddit saying, it's a goddamn tragedy. And I then got called out by some people that said things like, you only said this because you wanted us to know you had the information and we didn't. And there's something very interesting about that. And maybe they're right. Maybe I, you know, maybe there is something about knowing a part of a story that other people don't know and you want to tell them, but you can't. And maybe I shouldn't have said anything. And maybe Steve shouldn't have said anything. But it's one of those uh, situations that has probably been pretty unique to Bachelor Nation that hasn't really happened before 
And it's tragic and sad. And it's hard to know what to talk about versus what not to talk about. I mean, reality, Steve and I will bounce ideas back just like the She's All Batch Girls and Game of uh, Roses, Roses. Like there's plenty of podcasts that will bounce ideas back. Like, should we talk about this? Should I expose this? There's this guy's tweets. Do I need to, you know, and these are conversations that just happen be- because there is a sensitivity around what is worth talking about, what's worth uh, having a conversation about. And and in most cases, um, the right choice is made. Again, I'm not saying Steve made the wrong choice here. I just say there. It's like um, it's almost like with the Supreme Court. There, sometimes there's a case that says, "Oh, we don't talk about this." It's it's a case. It's a it's a it, you know. There's a precedent set that we don't have this conversation over that one. Well, sometimes there's situations that don't have too much precedence. Should we talk about this? Should we not? Well, reality, Steve. You know, he's he he's he has a response to those that accused him of um of uh I, I don't know uh, talking about something that by the way this death that happened has been uh, published over 48 hours ago. It just didn't, people just didn't make the connection to Bachelor Nation. And they speculated, was it the Golden Bachelor's cheating scandal, which by the way is unwarranted. And um, and it was kind of my goal to, to let people know like, no, this is a tragedy. Uh, it's not the Golden Bachelor. It's not Trista. All these types of things, and you know, I still, I still own up to people that called me out and said, "Oh no, Dave, you just wanted to let us know you knew something we didn't know." Quite possible. Quite possible. I can look into that as a man, as a human, and say, "All right, I, I need to continue to strive to be as ethical and responsible about my uh, sort of commentary as possible." And I know Reality Steve does the same. I know he's trying his best, and um, and we know that his best has greatly improved over the years. And does that mean I'm a reality Steve bootlicker? Maybe. But it's because I respect people that have pledged to do a better job. And I think he has done just that. Here's his response to those on Reddit that have called him out. Yes, I was made aware um, uh, that what I've been talking about is kind of out there. I need to gather my thoughts on all of this because things are getting blown out of proportion yet again. And um, it's just it's honestly it's sad. And it's just, you know, um, the reaction uh, from a selected few out there, they're not the majority, even though they think they are. They're just the minority of people that just absolutely will not say take anything I do. And it's just it's constant, constant criticism, no matter you know what I do and there's nothing about this situation that needs to be criticized. I've literally still not said anything. I have not said a name. I have not said anything yet. They're the ones that are posting stuff, but I'm the bad guy. Really? I don't I, I mean talk about absolutely fucking delusional. So he goes on and you can go listen to his full conversation and yes, Reality Steve alluded to a tragic story that was coming out. Everyone speculated, and then Bachelor moderators felt the need to share the actual name of the person who this story is about. It's complicated. I don't necessarily blame the moderators for sharing that story, but you can't be mad at Reality Steve for alluding to a story and then not be mad with the moderators who actually shared the name of the person. So you can go see the post on the Reddit if you want. Either way, point being, everyone's trying their best. It's tough. I know a lot of people that were affected by this story 
Curry have thanked Reality Steve for his delicate nature in covering it. I mean, he covers Bachelor Nation. I cover Bachelor Nation. But at the same time, there are just certain topics that people have conversations, even with reporters. Reporters at different uh, well-known, reputable sites have discussed this. How do we cover this? It's kind of adjacent to the Bachelor world. And I think people are trying their best, and I hold by that. Even if we give our best, at least know, and maybe this is good with your family, know that everyone's trying their best. Your best friend who doesn't pay you enough attention, they're trying their best. Your partner who doesn't text back right away, maybe they're exhausted at work, they're trying their best. And I hope everyone uh, can you know, settle for everyone's best being enough. And I tried my best here with my mobile studio setup. I hope you enjoyed it. I got to run. I got a lot of love to give my family. Please share love with whatever family you have, whether it be your dog, cat, friends, Reddit, comment, community, or family. Uh, wish you guys the best. I'll have a Driving with Dave up first thing in the morning. You'll hear that on the podcast. In the meantime, I want to thank you all for really making um, <laughs> this podcast worth doing. I've really enjoyed my time with you, and I'll see you guys later. Have a good one. I'm Dave Neal. This was Bachelor Rush Hour.